I just have one question for you this morning. Art, what is it about this topic that has sort of grabbed you the last few years? Well, first of all, I never expected that I'd be doing what I am now because it really had no appeal on the surface. When I got to the Behavioral Medicine Center, I began to see that some lives were changing. They're also friends. Yeah. We're going to take care of this boy here. <laughs> so that. I began to see that some lives were really changing, and I also began to see that it affected a wide variety of people, and people that I never would have thought. And I knew there was something there, and as I began to sit in in groups, and I was sitting there in a men's group among alcoholics and addicts, and it dawned on, they had something for me. And I'll talk a little bit more about that later. But it was a real changing experience for me. After all, I'd come from the church, and I thought, you know, I kind of know all this stuff, and all of a sudden, I realized I knew religion, but I didn't know spirituality very well. And they were my teachers. And it's a real experience to have patients become your teachers. Mm. Same question, Bill. What grabbed you about this topic, this conversation? When she asked me that earlier, I thought, how did I get into this interesting, passionate area for me? And I thought back uh, in the School of Medicine, I was uh, associate dean then, and we had a graduation in 1983 where a student, amongst all the others, graduated, marched, got, didn't quite get his diploma, he had to do a three-week clerkship afterwards. And after graduation, in this clerkship, he walked into the hospital absolutely drunk, completely drunk, as a caregiver. And then it was our problem as a school of what do we do about this? Up to this time, we knew what to do. We just uh, you know, disciplined them and got their behavior better and made sure they understood what was wrong about that and were, were uh, either kicked out or put on a leave of absence or something, but nothing was done to help them. And in this case, he'd already graduated. We, what are we gonna do, take away the march that he'd had? And he was done, basically. So we had to come up with a program. And there was a fellow that I worked with named John Crowder bless his heart, he's gone now, but he's, he had had some training in alcohol treatment, and he says, wait a minute, we, we should do a program like the state board's trying to do now, and see if we can help these people. So in 1983, we started our first program for helping injured and diseased students. After all, it's a disease, we've come to believe, and we were in the School of Medicine and we weren't acknowledging that. So it, it's been a wonderful journey since then. Uh, we've, both in the School of Dentistry and in medicine now, we have a program that has helped, uh, I said 25, I imagine it's more than that, students that have been in a program, they've graduated all except a, a two or three, and I did a 15-year survey to follow up and uh, it was incredible. One of those participants is the head of diversion in the state of Washington. And the one that didn't graduate till three weeks later had to go out and he took several months to get treatment. And he is now, uh, since 83, still sober and is practicing in the state of California. And I talked to him a while back. So it's been a wonderful journey and it captured my heart in a way that I never dreamed. Like Art said, it made me realize I don't understand this whole life I'm living and, and administering. Well, that's the way it worked. 
Good. Thank you both for being here and for sharing. Bill's going to do a little more conversation with us right now. The didactic part, he calls it the cognitive part. He is a neuroanatomist, after all. By the way, we are making extra DVDs. That's the video copy of today's service. And we're inviting you to pick one up and take it and mail it and view it again if this information is helpful. Bill, tell us what we need to know.